Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service actually might surprise you. We'll tell you what it is now. Tyler and Will, afternoons from Three Ridges Golf Course here on The Animal. The weekend is in the rearview mirror. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, we'd love to help you wrap up everything that's got you officially kicked off your work week. With us here today, Tyler Ivins, Will West, Afternoons on 99.1, the Sports Animal. Guillermo, what's up, man? Where are we? We are here, Knox County. It is a quick little drive out east. We are here gorgeous, man. You would have thought by some of the thunderstorms that came through yesterday, we might have approached maybe the greens today with some puddles. No, none whatsoever. Turned into a beautiful Monday afternoon. We are here at Three Ridges Golf Course. That's where you can find us today. We're here in the gazebo, man. Nice little job here by Bad Takes Andy to get us set up. And my man... Anytime you bring up golf, Scott Stallings, and the conversation begins with a gorgeous day in East Tennessee, man, that's winning across the board. Hey, hey, we're at Three Ridges Golf Course right now, and this place is incredible. If you haven't played Three Ridges, I love it because of just the number of hills. Like, it's going to challenge you as a player, but still really a great-looking course. It's a, it is a public course, so anybody can come out and play. And we're here today because of Scott Stallings. Uh, yeah. Three Ridges Kids Play Free Pro-Am. If you don't know about Scott Stallings' Kids Play Free Golf Initiative, this is about junior golfers under the age of 18 being able to play free, unlimited rounds of golf, 365 days per year, no restrictions whatsoever. And we're excited here because the Pro-Am is here. If you've never been to Three Ridges, name one of Golf Digest's best places to play. Three Ridges Pro, uh, Post, Pro Shop offers a full uh, brand name of golf equipment from balls, shoes, to golf club rentals as well. It's set in the shadows of the Great Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Three Ridges Golf Course, one of Knoxville's premier public golf facilities, offering challenging golf experiences to all ages and skill levels without the high cost of a membership. So if you've never been here, 6101 Y Springs Road. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous golf course. Great uh, pavilion where we are right now. Really great pro shop. You have a fantastic-looking sandwich, by the way, that you picked up there at the pro shop. I'm going to tell you right now, they were uh, Mandy was completely very helpful. And the gentlemen that were inside the pro shop, as soon as I walked in, they greeted me. And one of the guys, they gave me a little bit of a, a wink and said, Thanks for coming to play golf with us. Maybe we'll teach you a thing or two, Ivan. Uh, and I was like, hang on. I'm learning as I go, boys. Yeah, look, well, I'm look, learning as I go. Look, all you got to do if you're trying to, guys, for everybody here at the Three Ridges, if you're trying to get Ivan to play golf, just tell him you can gamble on it. And Stop, <laughs> stop saying things that are truthful. He'll be, a four, he'll be a four handicap by the end of the week. So there's that. Also, but look, reserve your tee time today at Three Ridges Golf Club. Yeah. Treat yourself to a truly exceptional golf experience. It's 865-687-4997 or... Find them at knoxcounty.org. 117, partner. We're 17 days away until we officially kick off the countdown to kickoff. But for those of you who like to keep the calendar in order like I do, we're 117 days away until Tennessee kicks off their season in Nashville against Virginia. But will in that same neighborhood of numbers, the SEC football season also, hand in hand, will officially get things underway. And here we sit. It's May 8th. It's hard to believe that on 117 days, we will be through summer. We will be in the fall. We will be talking about not only Tennessee football, but, dude, 
we're around that same time when we're talking SEC football as well again. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we are. And so we discussed Friday top storylines for Tennessee in the offseason between spring just finishing up, and we'll get to SEC media days in July, and that really ramps up when, when football gets going. Spring meeting's coming up later. Three things I think are the top storylines. And if you right. want to look at globally or from a macro level, okay, we still don't know what the new football schedule is going to look like. Very true. They, they said in February they thought they had it narr- narrowed down, but they haven't announced it yet. I'm assuming spring meetings at the end of the month. We're going to get that announcement, right? That thing's got to be – it's it's resting in the closet until Christmas Eve before they hand the gifts well, out. And they probably vote on it. They know what they're going to vote. Everybody's worked behind the scenes to get the votes that they need. But also, look, the smart thing for the SEC and something they, they haven't done well, particularly well in recent years, in my opinion, really mm-hmm. long-term, is when you have spring meetings, make sure you put some – imprint. they definitely knows how to do this. Spring meetings, make sure you put some information out that people don't know. Media days, put some information out there. Like, just things like that that you need to be able to trickle along to try to make yourself as close to a year-round league as you right. possibly can. And, and and I think they're they're working on that. Greg Sankey's smart. He has smart people working around him. So that, that to me, is number one. Do you have a different number one? Uh, okay. Now, that's the massive That's story the macro, line. macro of... Who are your – and, again, we all think it's going to be nine games with three permanent right. opponents, six six of the uh, uh, rotating opponents. We think it's going to be that. I think we all have a pretty good idea that it's going to be Correct. that. So then it's like it becomes, one, what's the scheduling model? Who who are the teams you're going to play? Because, again, they do this in 2024, so it's not like they, they have a lot of time to put together a schedule around this. See, I'm thinking more in detail, too when you bring all 14 teams to a conversation. What are inside some of those massive, massive storylines – Partner, to me, there's not a bigger storyline in the Southeastern Conference the final year before you add Team 15 and 16 to the fold than whether or not Jimbo Fisher's still going to be the coach <laughs> at Texas A&M when you do. Because everybody keeps talking about, man, the future of that Texas-Texas A&M rivalry once the Horns get here. Is Jimbo Fisher even going to be here by the time that that Horns-Aggies rivalry officially gets underway? I think Bobby Petrino has been the break glass in case of emergency scenario for Texas A&M. My man, if that offense doesn't get in line, if that offense doesn't start competing with Alabama and LSU for the West this year, I think Jimbo Fisher, you know, what's better than going home, kicking your feet up, and still being paid to sit at home with your feet up? Texas A&M could be in a massive world of hurt if they're having to hit reset the same year that they're welcoming in two of the toughest universities to the SEC in Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, yeah look, you're, you're looking at uh, about $70 million that it would take to buy out Jimbo Fisher. Give or take if some If it decimals. doesn't work out next year, maybe $68 million. Did you see Kira Kindig's eyes? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the eyes got it, yeah. Because it's, well, when you make bad decisions, you know what I mean? There's like, that. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and that's what Texas A&M's about to do, right? Yeah. Um, but they brought in a guy that won a national title and they didn't care about everything that it took for him to get there, like literally putting a cocaine dealer as an associate athletics director so that he could uh, work with the judges there to cover up violent crimes against women. Accurate. That literally happened. So when he, when he has to go and work on the up and up, but he doesn't have those things working for him, Jimbo's not been that good. He's also not evolved. He's kind of like Calipari in basketball where he just hasn't evolved what he's doing in the last – decade and a half right so you're you're that jimbo thing is going to be very interesting by the end of the year because do you want to come off 68 million dollars mm. to fire jimbo fisher and then put about another 40 50 million dollars into hiring a new coach and a staff around that coach that is a large i know they got oil money that's a large yeah. investment right now and if you're telling me ivans i need more than that heck i think george's uh, george's path to a three-peat only game, in my opinion, that really stands in their way. Okay, they have Auburn this year. It's doing nothing for me. It's that matchup in November when they come to Knoxville to take on the Volunteers. And you know what? Hey, 
Yes, the Alabama quarterback controversy, because it is a controversy. Anybody who thinks that that Tyler Buckner is going to be able to come in and immediately be the answer because Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow weren't the answer. Who's going to be the heir apparent to Bryce Young? Alabama's got themselves an issue on their hand. And look, so so I, for me, the on-the-field part is part of that. And really, is it is, which is the bigger deal? The offensive coordinators, how they pan out, or mm-hmm. the quarterbacks at those schools that have new offensive coordinators, how do they work out? Because Georgia and Bama both – don't seem to love their quarterback options. They both elected to go far more ultra-conservative, maybe because they don't like their quarterback options. And so which one matters the most on the field? That's what's going to be the big question to me is I don't know that the offensive coordinator hires aren't going to be a bigger deal than the quarterback because I don't know that any of those quarterbacks are superstars. And I think I trust those coaches to figure something out where they're at least serviceable offensively. Yeah. So, so to me, it's those coordinator hires, Mississippi State going – more conservative. They want a balanced offense, which is stupid. Life um, after Leach. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a horrible decision. Um, then Alabama and Georgia, they don't, they don't seem to have a quarterback that they've settled right. on yet, and they're breaking in new offensive coordinators, and that's going to be something, but they still have so much more talent than everybody else but LSU. And then what, is, what can LSU do? For LSU, it's about the offensive line. Because if they're, they can figure out their offensive line, they can absolutely knock off Bama and maybe even knock off Georgia being the college football playoff. Will West, Tyler Ivins, where you can find us today at Three Ridges Golf Course. We're going to be in-house with you up until 7 o'clock today. Scott Stallings in the Three Ridges Pro-Am. It's free. If you want the opportunity to come by and see us today, look, we can get you side. We've already been shaking hands with Kyle throughout the afternoon. Plus, you can grab a bite to eat and just find out just how gorgeous East Tennessee has uh, turned into here on May the 8th as well. So in-house with you till 7 o'clock. Guillermo, 8-1 in my last nine ride with Ivins. Scorching hot going right well. now. Yeah, going Not well. Not only that, but the sports fix at 6. And we officially push the weekend to the rearview mirror if you haven't done so just yet. No better time than now. Get out here. Late afternoon, you can get a tee time right now with our friends at Three Ridges Golf Course. Tyler and Will Afternoons continue next on 99.1, the Sports Animal. They love sports like fat kids love cake. It's Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. You guys don't know. 6101 Wise Springs Road. We're at Three Ridges Golf Course. It's the Scott Stallings uh, Three Ridges Kids Play Free Pro-Am. Three Ridges, name one of the Golf Digest best places to play. Designed by Alt Clark and Associates. Features smooth bent grass greens, Bermuda trees, fairways, and 63 strategically placed bunkers. This is a gorgeous golf course. Really, really affordable as well, though. It's, it's a great golf course, but it's going to be affordable. Reserve your tee time today to treat yourself to a truly exceptional golf experience. Call 687-4797, or you can find out more about Three Ridges Golf Course at knoxcounty.org. Public golf course that looks this beautiful. You don't get that in very many locales. Can you try to explain to me a better golf course right now in East Tennessee? This is gorgeous. It really is. And when I first came through, I was driving. I made the the small drive over. When I was pulling into the parking lot, I just looked over at the practice, the driving range, practice putting greens. Man, this is majestic. You can see the mountains that they have for you in the background. I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of things right here I'm taking a peek at right now, Will. This could be postcard. 
They, this could yeah, be, no, this, is, really, this is really is pitcher perfect right now for Monday in East Tennessee. And what's cool to, to challenge you as a player to find a public golf course that has bunkers like this is cool. Like so, if you if you've never been here, and remember, uh, it's the Scott Stallings three where just kids play free pro am. What they're trying to do, what Scott Stallings is trying to do with Knox County, is set it up where. Literally, kids play free at these public courses in Knox County, like Three Ridges. That's how you do it. 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. So if you have kids and you want to get them into the golf game, it's a great place to do it. Three Ridges Golf Course. You can reserve your time today and treat yourself to a truly exceptional golf experience just by ringing them. That is at 687-4797, and you can find them there at knoxcounty.org. It's hard to believe, Will, we're 117 days away. But yet, if you added about, I don't know, 90 more days to that, 110 more days to that, we would be in bowl season talk. Yep. And look, and look, expectations need to always be set, all right? Where you're supposed to land. If you fall down one time, this is the bowl projections you're going to be at. Twice, three times. And look, Tennessee's trying to build off that. They're trying to give you an opportunity to see them build that momentum from last year's 11-2 and finish. Question is, where do they see Tennessee built off that momentum whenever you hand things over to Joe Milton? All right, 24-7 Sports has done their bowl projections right. already for the upcoming season. Uh, let's start here. Is it too early? Yes. It's too early for bowl projections. But here's the thing. But let's talk about it because I think it's I'm here, so thing. it's not that early. I'm the type of person, I'm the type of person where you're going to set an expectation. I want to see where the bar, how high it can go. So the expectation for Tennessee, according to uh, 24-7 Sports, they have Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Okay, so that means Wisconsin. That, okay, so that's nine and three minimum. That's nine and three or ten and two, which is where seemingly everyone has Tennessee right now. Perfect. Nine and three, and now now. And guess what you told me last week? What's that? Nine and three season. Then that means heading into twenty four, you can start having the Tennessee's back conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think what's I think you're back at that point, right? If you're back to back seasons of ten wins, nine wins, Tennessee's back. Now, now, how far do you go once you're back? That's going to be the big question. Yep. But Tennessee's, Tennessee's back as long as the bottom doesn't fall out of this thing this year. Your thoughts on, I mean, you know, you can't spell citrus without UT. It's been 2001 since Tennessee actually played in the Citrus Bowl, though. What? Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, that math adds up. Yeah, yeah, against Michigan. Look at you. There, so, okay, is that a, if you looked at it, if, if I gave you right now Tennessee's in the Citrus Bowl, are you taking that? 100%. I would take it, too. Are you kidding I, I would. me? I would. There's a lot of people listening say, no, you'll always go for it all. And maybe they get there. But I'm looking at a five-year, ten-year window trajectory because I think that's as far as you can yeah. project out. Uh, but if you go to Citrus after going to Orange Bowl last year, and may, yeah, I mean, I would take that. I would take a nine-and-three season. Guess, what, guess who else would take that? And I understand it's so much more than this. You know who would take that? Yeah. Orlando. Jan 1, you know who take that? <laughs> yeah, Disney. Disney, Universal, <laughs> yeah. your kids. Ron DeSantis, your family. Uh, the people who, who rent hotels out in uh, whatever the Florida Hotel Association, can you Airbnb. Imagine, can you imagine going, now I get Joe Milton played in the game, so hear me out on this. I get Joe Milton played in the game. But could you imagine in your last three seasons, two seasons plus, you would get Hedden Hooker who would lead you to a Orange Bowl New Year's Six first appearance for you. Out of the transfer portal. Bingo. And you had Joe Milton start the game, but it was Hooker who put the season together. Out and of the then, transfer portal, Joe and, Milton as well. <laughs> and then you then handed it off to Joe Milton, who then got you to a matchup like the Citrus Bowl, 9-3 and three after so much you lost this year. And then, Will, Tennessee's officially back. You're now part of the New Year's, Six, New Year's Day conversation. And then the handoff then goes to Nico Iamaliava, who you have just space, like planets and stars expectations for moving forward. That's money. That is huge for Josh Heupel in just 36 months at the University of Tennessee. I would say this, too. If you're t- saying Citrus, you're probably 9-3 and because I think at 10-2, and two, Tennessee's back in the New Year's 6. Yeah. 
And and a lot of that will depend on how many teams he get in the playoff. Where's Alabama? There you go. Where's Alabama? Where's LSU if everybody loses to Georgia? Here's their projected playoff matchups. You ready? Yep. Uh, Georgia-Michigan, one versus four. They love that Carson Beck-J.J. McCarthy conversation. Uh, then the next one is Ohio State-Texas. Uh, I'm going to have to see Quinn Ewers do that. I'll buy Ohio State, though. Yeah, I, I would buy. I did both Michigan and Ohio State get yes. in, even I think though this somebody's is the losing the last game of the year. This is the year the Big Ten officially gets their two-person punch ticket. I, I agree with you there. I agree with or you there. I should say two-team punch ticket. I'm going to need to see Texas. I, I, don't, I think Sarkeesian's great at player development. I didn't think he, he coached particularly well last year. I don't think he's that great. And now let's get, don't get me wrong. Like, Sarkeesian's there for one reason. He's there because he – will let the he, he forces the players to sing the alma mater when a lot of them don't want to. That's literally the only reason that they fired the last coach. It's the only yeah. reason that he's there. Um, what, the what thing I want to see, let's see if he in, in, implements it this year. The thing that made him so great at Alabama is the way that he would use motion with his wide receivers to pick up the matchups that he wanted. And it was almost like the CFL where he would set it up where almost like your receivers in motion heading in the direction you're going to throw the football as he uh, as the ball snapped. Right. He didn't do any of that last year for Texas. And I know it's a really big – a lot of people only saw that. Maybe you watched the Alabama game and you thought, oh, Texas is back. <laughs> they, were, they weren't great last year. Now they so I, I, I need to see that to believe it, but they have solid talent. I just think there's – I do think there's going to be a desire to not put two SEC, two Big Ten teams in. But I think there's going to be two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams in. I think 100% that's exactly what you're getting into. Or USC. That's the other option. Man, you are giving Lincoln Riley a lot of well, love. So, so here's the problem with, with USC. And, I, and what I mean by that is not only you, but nationally because of what Bo Nix is doing at Oregon, Penix is doing at Washington. Maybe Dennis Dodd was onto something because you were agreeing with Dennis Dodd on Wednesday. Maybe Dennis Dodd is like, if there's any year for the Pac-12 to knock on the, the uh, college football playoff door, this will have to be it. Well, the, the concerns that they cannibalize each other like the SEC used to cannibalize each other, like the Big Ten East cannibalizes each other. You look at it and say, and Deion Sanders shows up. <laughs> <and starts shaking laughs> exactly. things. Okay, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. I, the, the, the one thing, can they figure out the offensive line of USC? Because last yeah. year, Caleb Williams – was chased for a moment one. It, really, it reminded me of those years that Dobbs would snap the ball and then have to look to see where the hole in the offensive line was <laughs> where the defender was coming scot-free, yeah. make a guy miss while trying to keep his eyes downfield and then make a play. Caleb Williams had to do that a lot last year. So, But that's the only other team I see that could disrupt. That's the team I think is the most likely to disrupt. Two SEC, two Big Ten teams in a four-team college playoff. It seems like that we've only narrowed this field down to five teams then. The college football playoff? I, look, Texas could get there. I'm not six, buying it. Excuse me, with Texas. Yeah, six. I'm, I'm not buying that. I would not put them in the conversation. I don't think they're. they're I don't think they're there. I think three SEC teams: Georgia, Alabama, LSU. I think Ohio State, Michigan. I think USC. Is it, is it hard to believe that the three SEC? T- and now, granted, there's so many quarterback Clemson's conversations. Clemson's going to be better this year. Clemson's going to be a lot better this year. Clemson's in the in the high in the college football playoff conversation for me as well. Are you a little surprised though that the three SEC teams that are in the mix or have the realistic chance to get out of this conference, all three are dealing with quarterback questions? Uh, no, Carson Beck looks like he's he's gotten the lead and he's going to hold on to the starting job. But the fact that we're having a Jaden Daniels Garrett Nussmeyer conversation and then we know the trio of heads that are trying to go at it in Tuscaloosa, this blows me away that they are the cemented teams. But well, they, they don't have their positions cemented. It's, it's talent. I, there's I mean, also A&M talent. probably has better talent than LSU and Alabama right now. Uh, but do you trust A&M and Jimbo? Of course not, right? No. So 
With LSU, Brian Kelly's a darn good coach, and they're really good in the front. They're really good in the front seven, and Jaden Daniels showed flashes. And can they figure out the offensive line? And can Jaden Daniels take another step? Right. But he took a really nice step from his sophomore year to last year. So let let's see what he does. Um, I, I'm not, but, but Georgia. The part part of it is I'm going to give Nick Saban the benefit of the doubt until proven that I shouldn't. Sure. And right now, with as much talent as Georgia has, I'm going to give Georgia the benefit of the doubt. But am I wrong on those teams? Like those are the those two, three SEC teams, two Big Ten teams. I'll put USC and Clemson in the conversation right now. If I was predicting, I would say so. Not Texas. I would no. I would say okay. Clemson. Clemson's probably the one that I would put in there instead of USC, most likely. You like Cape Clemson that much, huh? No, I think they play a trash schedule, and <laughs> the, the ACC's a lot Sometimes easier. Sometimes they're spoofed. I mean, a lot of it's just that. It's it's how easy is your is your walk up? Georgia plays one good, one good opponent next year. One, like that's yeah, yeah that Tennessee, Tennessee. That's it at Tennessee. Like they play one game that there's a chance they could lose. They would have to poop their pants completely for them to lose another game. So th- so that's part of it. Clemson. It's just easier to get through the ACC than the Pac-12 this year, so I guess I'll, I would go with them. And then I just think that Ohio State and Michigan are going to be unde- both undefeated until we get to the, that game, and Michigan probably wins it because they run it down their throat. Will, where are we? Three Ridges Golf Course. You can find us today. Scott Stallings and the Three Ridges Kids Play Free Pro-Am. Let, let's talk about something next. And I told you I was going to surprise you with this topic. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a surprise topic with something that I don't know that I've heard a lot of people talk about. Disappearing college football programs power college football programs that are no longer power college football programs it's will tyler 99.1 the sports animal more to get to next just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of america which just earned the just capital seal Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Craven Wings, this is Tyler and Will. On 99.1, the sports animal. All right, secret topic. What do you got for me here? Will West, Tyler Ivins, afternoons. You can find us. By the way, got some guys lining up right now, getting ready to tee off here. Where? Yep. Three Ridges Golf Course. You can find us out in East Knoxville, 6101 Y Springs Road. And I'll talk very quiet so I don't yell inside their back swing. the back swing. Yeah, to get them the golf voice. Here he the, comes, the three the iron. Bats. He's going to approach on the three iron. Oh, you ever right. notice Vern not, like, just straight talks through their stuff like it's normal? He just See, Vern did not do an accurate broadcast when he did the scene in Happy Gilmore because he didn't talk to his back swing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, man. Useful shot. Miss Miss Uncle Vern. Miss Uncle Vern. So what do you got for me? Okay, so I, I'm scrolling through the TikToks the other day uh, when I'm sitting on the on the place where you scroll through TikTok, TikToks. 
the restroom. And so <laughs> you're doom scrolling. I get it. I get it. I get it. Doom scrolling down TikTok yeah. the, in the bathroom. Yeah. And I come across bar, a, a clip from Barstool's uh, college football pro show, and he talked about how Boise State has just disappeared as a program. And so it made me think of other schools that have that used wow. to be power programs right. that you just said, oh, you don't want to see them coming. Sure. And now I'll be I would be floored if they actually were good ever again. Okay. Boise State's definitely in that conversation, right? Well, they haven't been good since Chris Peterson was there. Yeah, and that's the key. Chris Peterson's not walking through that door. It's the Larry Bird, Rick Pitino conversation. Right. That's pretty much the the Pitino game. That's the – it's not happening. Um, Virginia Tech. No chance. Virginia Tech is – it ain't ever going to happen. And here's why. Good on Shane Beamer for not getting sucked into his dad's job and getting to Carolina. We we have friends in Blacksburg, so I don't mean to rip them, but – I, I don't think that your coach is the problem. I think nobody can win there. And it's going to get worse because the SEC and Big Ten television deals are going to pay them 30 to $50 million more per year than the ACC television deal is going to pay them. Right. So you just can't have players like they do. You can't. So you're going to have to win with lesser talent. And there aren't that many coaches out there that, can, that you can hire that can help you to win with lesser talent. Uh, that is another one that I look at that I think – it's just over. UCLA used to be a power program. Chip Kelly's done a good, really good job there. But I don't think because, honestly, they're, the way that they put everything into basketball, the way that they they really push academics and things like that, they're, they'll never be a power program again in my mind. You can cycle up to a 9-win year, maybe a 10-win year once. But you, UCLA is on par with Kentucky football for me right now. By the way, just a little side nugget. Yeah. Because I like keeping up with, like, interesting stats and kind of little quibs. Did you know that Virginia Tech is one of two schools and Power Five conferences that have never won a national championship in any sport? Yeah. Virginia Tech, Kansas State. Wow. Yeah. So, to answer your question, I don't think football is coming along anytime soon to kind of take the Hokies off that list. And, again, part of it is that you're just about to hit this massive chasm between what the big school, the two power, top power conferences make and what everybody else makes. Um, okay, so let me throw out a, another school for you, and I'm going to throw out a few, and you tell me if they're ever coming back. I just hope you, that they make the list. Nebraska. Is nope. Nebraska ever coming back? Nope. I look. Matt Rule's a heck of a he's coach. He's a hell of a coach. That ain't it. Okay, so uh, real quick. Oh, let me stop because I know yeah, there's, what's some, back? there's some big red fans out there, and they're right now just as, they're as mad as their logo and their face matches it right now. What's back? If you're telling me Natty is where they're at, yeah, then we'll have a conversation. Back to being a lead. Back to being 10 wins. Back to being in the in the big – in at least the New Year's Six. So you just said to me earlier this week that if Tennessee goes minimum 9-3 and three this year, now we can start having the feels like 98. They're back in the conversation again. Well, especially when Because I'm tired of hearing, row, I'm, I'm tired of hearing listeners be like, man, yeah, it feels two, like 90. No, come on. Two years like. in a row, you're in the you're, you're in the college football playoff conversation. Okay. Right. Once we get the 12 games, two years in a row, you're in that conversation. You'd have been in one year. You'd have been on the cusp or maybe in the next year. So that's why I, I think that. But you don't think Nebraska's ever coming back, and I agree with you. Man, Matt, the great coach, but here's the thing. I think they've done themselves a disservice heading to the Big Ten. If they could find a way to sneak back over to the Pac-12, yeah, let's have that conversation. If they, they ain't getting, you know, They're not going to want to rejoin the Big 12. Um, so to answer your question, no, because, yeah, they're in the easier of the divisions in the Big Ten. But guess what? If you told me right now, hey, Ivans, who's better in that division year in and year out than Nebraska will be? Wisconsin, we can move on. Sometimes Iowa will forward that conversation, too. I like what Flex's doing in Minnesota. Hey, and I'll tell you right now, they, there are other teams in that, in that division, in that conference, that will just thump them every year. So I'm going to say no. Will they ever be elite again? 
Penn State? Because I think the answer is no. Okay. I think they are what they are. That was the one team where I thought we were going to have the most extensive conversation with because, Penn State. Because they're, they, are, they are going to for the foreseeable future. It's not like you're firing James Franklin. Look how look at Nebraska. Yeah. You, you blew out Pelini mostly because he's a jerk, but you blew out Pelini, and now you wish to God you can get it at 9-3 and three again. <laughs> you're not kidding. So you're going to blow out James Franklin because you, you were just always third in the pecking order in the Big Ten East as long as Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh are at those schools. Right. And I also trust them to hire somebody else that can make them better than Penn State right now. And so that just makes me think that – Penn State is what they are, which is you're a second-tier college football program. When you teased it last break, four schools came to mind, and the one where I was like, the one we're going to have the toughest, longest conversation about is in Happy Valley. So to answer your question about Penn State, I just think because they have so much ground they have to make up behind Michigan and Ohio State. You know, if it was just Michigan State, okay. I think that Sparty is – if you ask me pecking order, I will always say Ohio State 1, Michigan 2. Huge drop-off, Penn State 3, a little bit of a drop-off, Michigan State 4. I I agree with you there. But but I do think Penn State's that program like like Washington. It looked like they were gone forever. They go hire Chris Peterson, boom. And then they they make a bad hire by promoting a coordinator, the the loyal loyal long-time assistant – and that doesn't work, so you go get Kalen DeBoer, and you're back, right back in the conversation again. Welcome to the table. I never felt like, and not just because we're here, because, I mean, I, I understand I've been juicing Tennessee up the last two years, but there's 15 years where I kept telling you, this isn't going to work, it's going to fail, you're going to suck, you're not going to a bowl. Right. And people would get mad at me and things like that and say mean stuff to my kid in elementary school and things like that. But, but I never felt like Tennessee couldn't because Butch Jones would finish with classes in the 20s and teens, Tennessee would still be eight and four, and really a game or two would be blown by bad coaching. Yeah, and so I, I never felt like you couldn't. It's just a matter because there are some schools where, well, if you get the right coach, yeah, because there was a time it looked like Alabama was never going to get there, but then they get the right coach, and there you go. And and I think that's what it takes is can you get the right coach? Penn State's a school that if just, you ever get the right coach, but I think Nebraska's a school where it doesn't matter if you get the right. coach. I don't think you're going to ever have some coach a a savior of a program to stumble into Blacksburg. I don't think you're ever going to have a coach no. that's just going to stumble into state college. Because if he's good enough, somebody will pay him more money to go somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. Because guess what? I can think about 40 other locations I'd rather be in than raise a family and build a program in Blacksburg, Virginia, or State College, Pennsylvania. I'll give you that. Georgia Tech, right? It's already done. Oh, no. Georgia Tech doesn't have the money. Not even and worth the conversation. They, that's a team that won a national title in the last 30 years. Okay. So, But they're done. Like It's, it's never going to happen. Sure. Can um, I tell it, you the schools that when you brought this up, I went, who's on my big board? Okay. Who's my big list? Penn State was the one I thought we'd have the most difficult conversation about. Okay. Number two, I don't know if it's worth the conversation, but I wonder how much longer it's going to take, and will they give the man who's currently there an opportunity to build them back to that level? Florida. Florida can absolutely get there with the right And coach. I believe that that's the case as well, yes, but how long are they going to let the Billy Napier sit? Here's my biggest fear. Billy Napier's a great coach. Billy Napier can turn programs around. He's already proven it. Is Billy Napier going to get an unfair scar on his body, metaphorically, for trying to build Gainesville and they didn't do it fast enough, so they boot him, he goes somewhere else. Well, he cost else. himself a year by being like, we're not doing the, the NIL, NIL thing. thing. That's yeah. stupidity. It was stupid. Florida. Okay. Texas. The answer is yes, they'll be back. Right they coach, might have the right fine. coach. Now, I will say the boosters, they've got the same situation Alabama had before Saban and Tennessee had for a while. Your boosters are in the, were in the, are in the way of Texas. Are you ready for the one that it's going to be intriguing what you're going to say? Okay. It's going to upset a lot of people. Notre Dame. No, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to ever be I, part well, of it. Can they make the playoff? The right, the right Can they coach. make the playoff? 
Oh, can they the, make the playoff? The, yes. The right coach could make them elite. Because Brian Kelly made them elite, make them made them cycle into being elite. So now they just I don't see I don't a want to say they made a bad coaching hire. Like if Luke Fickle was there. I thought that's what Luke Fickle was waiting for. I did too. But I thought if, Fickle was going to Cincinnati it up until the South Bend phone rang and he saw that area code and said, Honey, pack the bags. Yeah, look, I, I don't think I just think you're trying to win with defense and this day and age, good luck, man. You be, you better you have tell the me best player. You better have Kirby level players if you're trying to win with defense. And Notre Dame's made a bad coach. Now guy. that in, in closing, now that you're moving to an expanded playoff, I do not foresee a year that Notre Dame can strap a chin strap on and go, boys. Here's our path to the national championship. We got to go out there and we got to beat UCLA in the first round. We then get a date going to Georgia, and then if it all plays out, we get to go to a neutral yeah, field luck. and beat Ohio State. Good luck. Not happening. Yeah, with the 19th best recruiting class in the nation. Not happening. Yeah, that's so if not your happening. question is competing for national championships year in and year out, not going to sure. happen. They but, can get to the playoffs. The playoff, they ain't getting often. Deep. I think they can get there often as well. I think that they've got a spot submitted for them year in and year out. Any year they can get to nine, ten wins, they're there. Right. Will West, Tyler Ivins. We're trying to win nine of our last ten riding with Ivins. Nine of our last ten. We are eight and one in our last nine. The play you're looking for for your Monday, May 8th, it's next. As we continue from Three Ridges Golf Course, in-house till 7 o'clock tonight. Hey, Will, you mentioned it already. You talk about 63 strategically placed bunkers. If there's any time for me to kind of get to know my game and try to learn how to best my game, why not do it here at Three Ridges Golf Course? A public course right here in Knox County that has been named one of Golf Digest's best places to play. Are you kidding me? Three Ridges Pro Shop offers a full lot of brand-name golf equipment as well, from balls, shoes to gug, club rentals, demo clubs, rental clubs, available for on-the-course day use as well. You can reserve your tee time at Three Ridges Golf Course uh, just by calling 687-4797 or online, knoxcounty.org. And remember, we're here because of the Scott Stallings and yes. Three Ridges Kids Play Free Pro-Am going on and what this is is in knox county at three ridges and other golf courses you have a chance for 365 days a year kids under the age 18 can play for free it's will tyler we reset your winning play for monday's next 99.1 you're listening to the sports animal What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Being led by Riley Thomas back in the Budweiser studios. What's up, Riley? Appreciate you so much, sir, for helping us out. Monday, May 8th, Tyler and Will, where you can find us today, Will. 
Three Ridges Golf Course. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I got a lot of energy. But like Andy set us up here in the gazebo, and it's against one of the tees. I got to make sure I'm not yelling at somebody. You know, so I just got to be careful whenever yeah, I bring yeah. us back with some energy. You know how I do it. Yeah, no, but this is a gorgeous course. I, I've never been to Three Ridges. That 67 strategically placed bunkers. Yeah. But the bunkers here, this is this is a really great way to challenge yourself on a gorgeous course. It's public, so you're not going to pay through the nose for it as well. And you can reserve a tee time anytime. And remember, in Knox County, Three Ridges, kids play free. Yeah. So this is the, they're, they're trying to grow the game of golf for young people, which I think is great. So if you have young kids that you want to be able to play and you want to give them a chance to do it and kind of get into the game, this is a great place to do it here at Three Ridges. We're here because of the Scott Stallings Three Ridges Kids Play Free Pro-Am going on right now. Hey. Do you care if I hit nine in my last Dude, 10? Dude, I told you, you're, you're back on a streak. Oh, you know, periodically you miss one, but you've been you've been nailing him like this for a minute. So, yeah, let's get, get the, throw some winners out to us. Let's ride right now. This is Riding with Ivans for your Monday. Riley, fire away, brother. When the underdogs are howling, he answers the call. It's Riding with Ivans on 99.1, the sports animal. You know, I am going to get a little excited about this because when you're on a heater, you keep trying to print money for you, the listener. We say thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is live or perhaps maybe we're catching you on that podcast. Maybe you went by, found us, found the play, you're click, click and play. We say thank you to our friends over at Heritage Realty for bringing this to the table. I love it. Now, we have people who are reaching out to us on Facebook and they're giving predictions on which way I'm going to lead. My buddy Justin reached out to me earlier today. You know what he said, Will? I have a prediction that you're going to talk about the Lakers game tonight. No, we're going to stay hot with hockey. That's how we've been winning a lot of money recently. Totals in the NHL. Yesterday, by myself, two over five and a half. We hit it in Carolina, Jersey, and we hit it with Dallas, Seattle. But sometimes totals in hockey, (laughs) let's be real, you get a little out of hand. I want to go to tonight's showdown between Edmonton and Vegas. And look, I understand you're playing with fire when Dreisaitl and McDavid are on the ice together for the Edmonton Oilers. You're not going to see Vegas get embarrassed again tonight. They scored four in the first period over the weekend. I expect tonight's game to be a little bit more defensive heavy. You're going to set a total at seven goals and not expect me to go in the other direction? I love it. I'm feeling it. Ride with me again, folks. We're going to go nine of our last ten, nine and one in our last ten, when tonight we hit the under seven between Vegas and Edmonton and their Stanley Cup Western Conference second-round matchup. Guillermo, talk to me, brother. How about 90% in ten plays? Under seven tonight, Vegas-Edmonton. Riding with Ivans for your Monday, May 8th. Very nice. I don't know what it is about staying hot in hockey, but if they're going to keep – handing us free money in hockey, I'm going to keep telling our incredible listeners about how stupid they've been the last couple of weeks. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, and you have been, and you've, you, you've, you've, we've shown receipts. Go to the Instagram page, mm-hmm. add Tyler and Will 991, search Tyler and Will on Facebook. You can see we've got receipts there. Ivan's has been crushing it. Every single play that's hit 9 of 10, and we're going for 10 of 11 right now. Uh, I was just talking to somebody, private text line. Kevin reached out to me. He's a buddy of mine. We used to work together in my early years diehard Notre Dame fan. And he said, sometimes I think that you're attacking me personally when you bring up Notre (laughs) Dame. And I said, sometimes I am. But you show your work and tell me how you believe Notre Dame's going to be back in the picture. Well, look, I understand the national brand. I understand the big name that is Notre Dame. But that's an interesting topic that you bring up. I just don't believe you're going to see schools like a Penn State, a Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, just to name a handful I'm never going to take them serious in a national championship conversation. Well, I, I just need to see them get there. But you, you couldn't do it with Brian Kelly. 
And I think, and then you wouldn't hire a coach that wants to win with defense. And good luck there. Yeah. So, like, like to, the only way that you can win without elite talent, it seems like in this day and age, is to have a decided schem- schematic advantage on the offensive side of the football. Right. And so that I think that worked for Oklahoma. I think it's working for USC right now, and now they're doing a great job recruiting. Um, I think it's working for Tennessee right now because you went and got someone with a decided schematic advantage offensively. Sure did. So bringing in a defensive coach, no matter how good they are, unless they're an elite recruiter, yep. and I, by elite I mean top five, you just don't have a chance to win a national title. And I don't know that Notre Dame carries the same sway that it used to for yep. people my age and older. Penn State. For anybody who wants to have a Big Ten conversation with this, I would – if they just didn't have two juggernauts in their same conference, man, I could have that conversation. So let's go the other way. Okay. Maybe the schools right now that you're – they're kind of on the cusp. They're a second-tier program or third-tier program okay. or that are on the come-up. They're about to be elite because I'll give you two right now. One's Tennessee. I think, I think Tennessee's about to be elite. I absolutely do. The next one is Wisconsin. Okay. Because um, Luke Fickle's there. And the West is trash. I, I, I get thumbs down. I, I understand. I understand. They're in the West, though. They're in the West. Oh, Michigan's fine in the East, though. So, but they're, they're in the West, which means 10-11 wins a year. Okay. Every year, because I don't think that Matt Roll is going to bring Nebraska back. Yep. And there's nobody else in the West that has a pulse that, or, or a legitimate football budget. So the answer is going to be Wisconsin's going to be in that 10, especially once we get to a 12-team playoff. They're going to be in the conversation to be in the playoff every year. Am I cheating? Have they already arrived? Is USC? But, but here's the thing. Yeah, USC is the other one. They're, they're right okay, now, you're so right. am I cheating? Uh, no, because USC. I haven't realistically thought the Trojans can no, win no, a no, national no. championship. It's it's obvious, but it, but it's it's accurate. Nothing you're saying is inaccurate. USC isn't a team that's been elite for a decade, and now they're about to be elite. You're absolutely right. As long as Lincoln Riley's there. Okay, so then let me ask you this question. How about a team that's been flirting with potential, but they, for some reason, always pick the wrong door or they get the free bubble gum instead of the million dollars? The one program who I think who is on, who has on the, they're on the rise because I think it took him one year to figure it out. Who's been the one school in the ACC you always think is going to compete with Clemson, but they always get Florida State or Miami? Bingo. Florida, Florida State. State I think Mike Norvell's got it. Any money. Do they, can they get the money coming in, especially when they're making $30 million less than the top schools? Can I give you one that's about to go off, fall off the cliff, though? Oh, I want Cliff Anchor to fall off the cliff. Oklahoma. You, you blew think Brent it. Vanables was a bad hire? Yeah. And okay. you blew it blowing Lincoln Riley out, and you're about to come to the SEC. And good dang luck. And, okay. and now, now, I will say, what's the cliff? The cliff is you go from being in the college football playoff over and over again or in the conversation for it to you're about to be a 9 or 10 win a year program at best. Venables... You allowed, you you allowed Bob Stoops to continue running your program yep. instead of letting Lincoln Riley really be the, be the be the head of it. Now he's at USC, and you went and got someone that will let Bob Stoops still walk on the practice field and tell you what to do, and you're about to lose because of it. Because Venables is not going to let Jeff Levy run the offense the way Jeff Levy wants to run the offense, and it it just won't succeed. And when you see a coach that tinkers like that on the defensive side, that's a defensive coach. Yeah. Good luck to you. That's Will West. Continue the conversation with him at Will West Knox, K-N-O-X, at Tyler Ivins, and at Tyler and Will 991. Where are we? Well, we're at Three Ridges Golf Course. Why are we here? Scott Stallings and the Three Ridge Kids Play Free Pro-Am. Do you want more details how you can join us? We'll do it next.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.